0: out there everyone it's your boy mike Ryder, mr accountability the man behind the microphone you are tuned in to another edition of mike Ryder talks listen i got a special show and, and in the works for y'all tonight i have a great guest on the line tonight but before we get into that let me get into this mike Ryder talks is live every tuesday every thursday supposed to be at seven o'clock on facebook youtube and twitch if you see me on any of those platforms subscribe follow keep up with me man like my pages i'm getting out there i have some big things planned for the show and for the people let me get into this as well right before i get into my guest y'all know i talked to y'all about the cook shop y'all know i love their products the cook shop is here in macon georgia Matter of fact, let me put their information on the screen. You got the phone number, the address and the website with the cook shop. They deal with hemp based products. Look at that, bud. That is not marijuana. That is not illegal. That is hemp. And let me tell you about hemp. Hemp is great for people like myself. I don't sleep good at night. My mind is constantly racing. Uh, People who are dealing with anxiety, depression, it will help you to relax more. They have products like their tea, coffee, lip balm. They have natural soaps. But you know me, I love the tea. Listen, that tea comes in a five pack for $12. It's so simple to make. All you have to do is boil your water. You see that big bag of tea there. You drop it in your cup. You let it steep for about 10 minutes. Voila. Drink that. You can drink it warm or cold. Matter of fact, however you want to drink it, you can drink it. As long as you steep it, as long as you get that bag in that water, you let it mix. I promise you, you will have a better night's rest. Myself, like I said, I used to then sleep good. Now I'm sleeping a lot better. I'm more energetic. I'm more clear when it comes to my thoughts, my mind. I'm able to, I'm able to calm down now. Uh, You see the address and everything down in the ticker, the website. And another good thing about them, if you order on their website, when you're about to check out, they will ask you for a promo code. If you type in Mike, M-I-K-E, you'll get 10% off of your products. You get 10% off of your order. If you type in Mike right before you check out, I'll let the cook shop. Now, let me get into my guest. I got someone on the line tonight that y'all need to get to know. We got a lot of things to talk about. This young lady is from the Macon area. This young lady is in love with the historical part of Macon, Georgia. She also likes giving back. And you know what? Without further ado, I'm not going to make y'all wait any longer. I see y'all in the chat. I see y'all. Rochelle. How you doing tonight, ma'am?
1: I'm good. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have a high bar to, to live up to. Now you you
0: do uh... you do. I feel like you will live up to it. And let's start at the very very beginning. All right. Give the audience a brief description of you. Tell them about yourself.
1: Uh, well, so my family is actually originally from Alaska, but we moved here when I was like seven or something. So I grew up in Macon. I grew up over off Bloomfield, kind near where the Taco Bell is. Mm. Um, I've seen so many changes. Like there used to be Kroger, DZ, uh, Little Caesars, all that over there. And of course the mall was, I mean, it's still there, but it was like hot spot, you know? Um, so spent a lot of my free time as a kid at the mall um, in the wow. um, primetime gaming or whatever it was upstairs that t- um Timeout.
0: Arcade. Timeout.
1: Timeout. Time That's what it was. Um, and my favorite was the Spider Stomp one. I don't know if you remember that one, but that was like the <laughs> only that. So, and of course, Sakio Japan, was like mandatory. Um, double right there with us. By them. Yeah. So I grew up in Macon, and then when I was seventeen, I moved to Atlanta and went to Georgia State there, and. Um, didn't come back, really didn't have any intention of coming back to Macon. I always saw myself, you know, traveling the world being really, um, like I was thinking like a UN diplomat or something, you know, that was my, my dream. And, um, I really did, I had a really strong path to do that. I went to grad school in Illinois and then I did Peace Corps in Morocco and I learned Arabic and everything. And I was like geared up to, uh to do foreign service and then um i don't know like the two years i was in morocco i just kept feeling macon was kind of calling to me weird maybe but see by that time none of my family lived here anymore everyone had left everyone and so it wasn't and a lot of my friends had left so there wasn't really many people here that i still knew and so It was just, I don't know. I just felt like, and I believe in God. So for me, it was, I felt like God was calling me to come back to Macon. And it was just like a series of events that two years and I was in Morocco where when I finished, when I was at the end of my service, there was no question I was coming back to Macon. And so I moved here. I didn't even have a job yet. So I moved here and got a job at Historic Macon. And I really didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just know I'm supposed to be there. And I, I feel like it'll reveal itself to me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I knocked on a lot of doors before I got that job. I was, um, I wasn't, it was weird. I wasn't nervous. And, I, and I'm, I'm a planner. So for me to just move somewhere without having a job, without having my family here, I didn't have my home, you know, to, to go back to or any of that. So it was um, definitely a faith thing. And I did get the job at Stork Macon after a whole lot of no's at other places. And then um, I worked there for a little while. And then I worked at Rebuilding Macon, um, which does home repairs for the elderly and disabled in our community. And now I'm at the Boys and Girls Clubs and um, working there, helping do events and um, fundraising, writing grants and all of that. And I just love it. And I love, I love feeling like the development work I did. And in Rocco with working with children and doing um, youth development there, seeing how I can apply it here in my own hometown. is just really awesome. So I love it.
0: So pretty much you like to give back to the community. You want to see making thrive.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Let definitely. me ask you this question. Where do you see making right now?
1: Well, I think that really depends on your vantage point because you know, I, I live downtown, I work downtown, a lot of my circle is downtown, centered downtown. And so I think when you're downtown, there's so many, um, you see a lot of growth, you see a lot of art, you see a lot of people working together, you see a lot of collaboration, which we all know collaboration is really what gives community wings. Um, you see a lot of really great stuff when you're downtown. But if I, if I go out of downtown, there's still a lot of areas that don't get the resources, that don't get the attention, that don't get the funding, um, and so I think depending on your vantage point, you could say Macon's a wonderful place to live. You could say Macon's a terrible place to live, and you wouldn't be wrong, you know. Um, and so for me, I, I've found I find joy and happiness no matter where I am. So for me, I love it here. I find a lot of joy here, um, but I do understand that there are probably a lot of people that don't feel that way.
0: And see, that's where I wanted to go, because where you see where you're downtown, you see a lot of art, you see it thriving. I stay in West Macon, you know, the mall closed, what, 15 years ago? Or I'm not going to say closed because mm-hmm. it's still there, it's still
1: there. But
0: but it, mm-hmm. a lot of the stores left. Mm-hmm. So we know that West Macon, once the mall lost a lot of their stores and a lot of the restaurants around it left, a lot of businesses around it left. West making started going downhill. East Macon, downhill. South Macon, downhill. Whereas downtown Macon is looking pretty good. North Macon is looking good. Mm-hmm. What can we do to change it to where everyone in Macon can start feeling better about the city? Mm-hmm.
1: That's a loaded question, but... <laughs> but i think um and i can't i mean obviously i can't there's no blanket statement for the whole town i think every every community every neighborhood every part of Macon is going to have different needs but also different resources and different strengths that they bring you know so when you're when you're looking at how to to work like how to how to work with one area you have to look at what are the strengths there what are what are they what are they bringing to this community and then also like what are their needs and, and work with what yeah. those two things together. And so there's really no one answer, but I do think um, being intentional and <laughs> and that's a really big first step if the organizations in our community that are doing good work, like the Boys and Girls Clubs, we have clubs in West Macon, there's one on Bloomfield, we have clubs in um, East Macon, there's one on off of Sherling, you know, so Like finding the the organizations that are already doing the work and the like the neighborhood associations, the the communities themselves, what are they doing Um, and what can we, how can we collaborate? I'm a really big believer in collaboration. See, that's your
0: second time mentioning that. (laughs) I'm glad you said something about the organizations because myself, I'm going to tell you how we got here. A few months ago, I had a show. It was a solo show. No guests. It was just me and the people in the comments. Speaking of, if you're watching this show, no matter what platform you're watching it on, if you comment, I can put your comment on the screen, just like I did Aisha. Um, If you have any questions for the guest, any statement that you want to make to contribute to the conversation, if you comment.
1: Be nice,
0: please. <laughs> yeah, be nice. This this is <laughs> an, an uplifting show. It's a positive show. So we're not here to cause any drama, any confusion. Um. But I'm glad that you said something about the organizations in the community, because I was one of those people who was like, OK, making doesn't have organizations like it it used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I find out that they have them mm-hmm. like they never left. And there are more that have been started. Yeah. So let's get into your organization. You have an organization called. Making freedom for all.
1: Well, Nancy Cleveland, um, really the first mover for that. Um, And we, so we just teamed up with that. That's definitely not, I wouldn't say it's mine, but something that we do together. Um, And so making freedom for all really just came out of a conversation and a dream. So Nancy had been, if you don't know Nancy Cleveland, meet her, she's amazing. Um, She had been wanting to do a 5K and she has a organization that she runs called Make Head Headspace that focuses on mental health. And also she has Walk with a Doc, which focuses on physical health. And so she was thinking of a um, 5K, and then we were trying to figure out how can this not just be about health and wellness, but also about justice and especially, we were, this was in this about a year ago, we were talking about it. So that was a really big part of our conversations, a part of the national conversation, um, but we really wanted to make it fit and localized to Macon. Um, so what we did was on the route of the 5K, which actually was more of like a 4K, but um, we went through downtown and we hit up areas downtown that were significant in Macon's Black history. And some of them were like really powerful, beautiful things, like the Ruth Hartley Mosley Memorial Center. Others were things that are terrible, things like we walked by the um, Confederate statue and everything that represents is terrible, but they're important. And it's important that our community understands what is the history behind this? If it's terrible, why is it terrible? And let's talk about it. Um, so we had the route go through the significant areas downtown and there were QR codes along the way. So people, as they were doing their walk or their run, they could scan the marker and learn about that part of the route and learn about why this is important and why it's significant and how we as a community need to address this, whether it's celebrating someone like Ruth Hartley Mosley and, and celebrating her legacy and who she was and what she did for Macon and what she, what her... Um, foundation still does for women in Macon and put a pin in that. I want to come back to the Ruth Hartley Mosley Memorial Center, but um, also <laughs> the things that aren't beautiful, but that are important that we can discuss and talk about why is this a problem and why, what can we do about it?
0: So I see mm-hmm. when we talked the other day and I learned about this, see, I never knew anything about your freedom walk, you know, your freedom for all, making solidarity walk plus run. Like you said, it was like a four k. I knew nothing about it, well, and me- to learn that you,
1: <laughs> sorry, to go learn ahead.
0: that you guys were doing something like that, it it brightened my day. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait for the next one. I yeah. want to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, and it felt so. We did on the fourth of July, and the reason it's called freedom for all is because, obviously. There's de- it's debatable whether or not everyone in our country is free, right? Like, do you have the free? Did Amart Aubrey have the freedom to go jogging in his neighborhood? The answer to that was no, you know. And so we can look at so many different cases and say, did this person have the freedom to go sit in Starbucks and not get arrested? Did this person, did this little girl have the freedom to call her mom without getting um, attacked by a police officer in her elementary school? No, yeah. So we can look and see all these instances where basic freedoms of making choices and being unaccosted and living your life obviously isn't available to everyone in our country. And so this was a, we did it on 4th of July as like an alternative way to acknowledge the 4th of July, but to acknowledge that not everyone has the same freedoms in our country, even now. And so that's why we did it then. But the reason you probably didn't hear about it is because we planned this in like three or four weeks. I mean, it was total team effort. We had an amazing group of people that volunteered the weeks leading up to it to help us make it happen. We had around a hundred um, participants, and of course, everyone took their own pace and had their masks, so it was no, there was no herds or groups or anything like that. Um, and we had Santa stations and all, all the all stuff you're supposed to have. Um, <laughs> but it was such a quick turnaround because we had such a dream team of people who believed in what we were trying to say and believed in the importance of it. Um, And so really, it was a huge group effort, but it was such a quick turnaround. And so I think a lot of people didn't know about it that otherwise would have come or would have would have known about it. And we are going to do it again on the Fourth of July this year. So
0: Fourth of uh, July, Michelle, Um, I do want to get to the comments because they are building up. Okay. Okay, we'll start with Michelle. She said, we need more positive ones and be thankful for ones we do have. Um, shout out to Michelle. Renee, she says, do you have certain days you meet to discuss the needs of the community and what can be done?
1: Is she ask- I think she's asking you
0: that. I don't. You <laughs> know me, I just started my podcast, what, back in September? However, that could be something that I could do. I could host a panel. Thank you for putting that out there, because now you have me thinking um, I can host a panel. And if anyone who's watching this would love to be on the panel, we can get it going. We can get it going. Yeah. Um, I see that with your 4K. Yeah, you are funny. Very funny. <laughs> anyone who knows me, they know that I love my mask. I try to follow the guidelines, you know, i try to keep myself and everyone around me safe. Mm-hmm. All my customers, everyone I come in contact with, my loved ones. Yes, safety is a big thing with me. Now, with the Freedom Walk, I see you brought out some people. You know what I'm saying? You brought the people out for this. Y'all had a great turnout. I really like this picture here. Um, You guys had a nice turnout, another nice one. You had people all downtown showing love. Like you said, they collaborated. That's the big thing. That's the most important thing, because you have people from different walks of life who are coming together for one reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For one common goal. Shout out to you. Shout out to Nancy. You guys are doing great things in the community. Um, you said the next one is the 4th of July and you're going to try to make this an annual thing. Correct?
1: Yes, and I forgot to mention at the end of the walk, we had names of everyone in our town that had been killed by gun violence so far in 2020, mm. and we had chalk, and people chalked their names in the sidewalk by Rosa Square Parks. Rosa, come on, man. Rosa Park Square, excuse me. <laughs>
0: yes, Rosa Park Square. It's okay. It's yeah. okay.
1: And so the the intention of that was to to like kind of bring it all together and say not only are these is this. Conversation happening happening nationally. That uh, let's be real, a lot of people have been saying for a long time, but it was finally in the awareness of the like the mainstream, I guess. Um, and and we have this walk that is localizing. How is making played a part in this history? How are we guilty of these these things? And then ending it with like current right now, these are people that have been victim of of some of like bystanders and victims of what this has created in our community so
0: because what a lot of people don't know macon's history Macon is very historical Mm -hmm. and we can get into that we're actually we're going to get into more of that but i want to go back to you said something about the hartley memorial
1: yeah so do you know how familiar are you with ruth hartley mosley
0: memorial
1: center? Not at all. Oh my gosh. So this is an amazing resource. It's downtown near, um, kind of near the hospital. I wish I knew the name mm-hmm. of it offhand, but it's off High Street um, back there. But anyway, so it's this um, center and Ruth Hartley Mosley, she has been dead a while, but she was one of um, Macon's first female black millionaires, I think. And she was really into health. She was a nurse and she left her home and her, um, like created foundation to help support women in Macon who wanted to pursue nursing or degrees in the medical field. And so there's a, her home is converted into a resource center over there. And it's run by a wonderful woman named Jerry McCord. And she um, it's so sweet. And we, she had a fundraiser, like friend raiser thing, uh, not too long ago. And I went and my mom was visiting and we went and it was outside. And she said it was so, and I've been like working with Mrs. McCord and aware of the Ruth Hartley Mosley Memorial Center since I moved back three or four years ago. But before then i had never heard of it. And when I mentioned to my mom, let's go to this thing. She had never, she'd never heard of it. And we got there. And she just was like overwhelmed. She said, Rochelle, I've been here before and my mom's a nurse. And when a little bit of backstory, when I was younger, when I was about 12, my father was incarcerated. And so we were like suddenly in like severe poverty. My mom hadn't had a job in a long, long time. And so she um, suddenly was the main caregiver for three children. And we were like starting in our teenage years, you know, and." Um, so she literally had no we had no money we had she had no job we had, didn't know what to do and she went to the ruth hartley mosley memorial center and they helped her um, study and pass her tests and get all the resources she needed to get her nursing degree and she completely forgot about it because it's just because there was so much trauma going on that she was just survival mode like let me just get through this and then she did get through it and never really looked back and so when we were there, it just kind of hit her, and she was like, "I've, I've been here, and this, this center is the reason I'm a nurse." And she's still a nurse. I mean, it's been over a decade. And right. anyway, it just blew my mind. It was so touching, and I, I just felt like it was another God moment, where it's like I've been volunteering <laughs> with, with the Ruth Arley Mosley Memorial Center and helping, and and over the last four since I've been back in Macon, and turns out because of that center and because of what they did for my mother and, you know, tangentially for me, um, is probably a big reason why I am where I am today. So it's just really special.
0: Shout out to them at the yeah. Memorial Center oh, yeah. because they are changing lives. They changed your life. They changed yeah. your family's life yes. and they're doing nice things for the community. Another thing that I didn't know about in the community that I, I- need to know more about. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get into this. You are at the Boys and Girls Club, matter of fact. Oh, no, 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 don't cover your mouth. We ain't going there yet. I don't know if you, no, you're trying to rush me, (laughs) but (laughs) you work for the Boys and Girls Club Mm -hmm. of Central Georgia. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. I
0: want to play this video because y'all have something nice coming up in the next few weeks that people Mm -hmm. need to know about just in case they don't know about. So sit back, I'm going to play this video. Mm -hmm. it's one minute long y'all okay
1: have you ever wished for ten thousand dollars well now your wish can become a reality because right here at luther williams field on may 4th we'll be dropping numbered golf balls from a helicopter over the field and the number that lands closest to the target will take home ten thousand dollars or you can even double that to twenty thousand dollars if you buy one of our limited pink balls and we're also giving away prizes for second through eighth closest to the target and to the furthest from the target so there's lots of opportunities to win big at the Hailstorm golf ball drop on May 4th right here at Luther Williams Stadium. Also if you come dressed like a Star Wars character, because it is May 4th after all, we'll be giving away fun prizes to those participating in that as well. And all the proceeds from the event will go back into our community to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Central Georgia to support the youth that need us most. So visit bgccg.org to purchase your balls today or to become a sponsor. We'd love to have you participate in this fun event and help you have your chance at
0: $10,000. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> I want to give you an applause <laughs> for what you did just then with that camera work. So shout out to you. How long have you been with the Boys and Girls Club of Central Georgia?
1: I started in around October this past year, so not that long. I don't know. You like it so far? i love it i really do i love
0: it being able to give back to the community work with people you know be a mentor to boys and girls you know young boys and girls from the central georgia area just like yourself it must be amazing
1: yeah it was amazing yeah so we have like i mentioned we have three clubs and one of them is in bloomfield and it was kind of shocking to to know that it was there when i was coming up and i didn't even know about it and to look back and say, like, wow, like that would have been a really, like I mentioned, we were kind of in a difficult situation for a while. And so just thinking, like, how amazing that would have been if I, if we had known about it. Um, so it's a big priority, too, is making sure that people who need it are aware of it and know that we're there and we have clubs. Not We have three in Macon. We have one in Warner Robins, one in Forsyth, and one in Candler County, Meadow, Georgia. Um, so we have seven total. But to, to you know to ensure that the re- we're reaching the kids and reaching the people that really need us most.
0: And that's always very, very important. Like I said, when I was doing that show, I actually thought the Boys and Girls Club left. I hadn't seen much of it, you know, here lately. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gone. I thought they were no more. I didn't think they were around anymore. But to learn that they're still around and they're in full effect. hmm and they have people like you on board who are giving back to the community who you're someone who's selfless.
1: Don't do that. You know,
0: don't do it. I have to do it. Look, you're on my platform. I got to <laughs> big my guest up and I'm only telling the truth. Um, You give back to the community. You're here for the community. So what made you want to start working at the Boys and Girls Club? Did you apply? Did someone reach out to you? What happened?
1: I did apply, and it had been open, I think, for quite some time, and so I didn't even know if it was an active posting. I, I wasn't sure what to expect, and um, I, I don't know. I just was reading about what they do, and and I again, like you, until I saw the posting, I didn't know they were here in Macon. I really had no idea, and yeah. when, I, when I saw the posting, I was like, is that right? And I read it and I just was so compelled. And I wasn't even necessarily job hunting. I just <laughs> I just came across it and I was like, oh my gosh, like this this is this is so for me. And it tied in, it tied in everything. It tied in my youth development experience at the Peace Corps. It tied in my love and passion for Macon and my personal mission of helping bringing people together in Macon and sharing the love, sharing the resources and sharing Um, like that is, if I had to say what my mission statement is, that's definitely it. And so um, it just really fit in with my personal mission statement and with my experience really well. So it's a perfect fit. I I really love it.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Um, With the Boys and Girls Club, you know, we have coronavirus going on. A lot of people are iffy, like myself. I'm iffy Mm -hmm. about being in you know, the vicinity of other people are like a close vicinity with people. I know parents out there are like that. So they might not be sending their kids down there that much. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing to combat this, the spread of coronavirus?
1: Wow. So a lot. Um, so, for instance, we, we were open during the day while the kids were out of school to have, we hosted remote learning. And the reason that's really important is because not a lot of not everyone has a Wi-Fi and laptops. And so having remote learning just wasn't an equitable thing um, for our community. And not everyone could do that. So, but if you walked into our clubs, whereas you know, normally when there isn't COVID, you would probably see, you know, kids all over, you know, everywhere. But when you walk into the clubs now, you would go into the gym, which is huge, and you'll see a long table with like one kid at this end and one kid at that end, completely masked, you know? So, I mean, there, it's just very, We like the last thing we want is a breakout in one of our clubs, you know, that is the last thing. So, um, not only for the clubs, but for every kid, every child, every family, um, we're here to serve them. So we definitely want to make sure that it's a safe environment. Um, so of course our club directors, our staff, and everyone is doing following all the protocols, um, but it's actually, it's been really successful. We've been able to meet the needs of the kids while school was out. And now school's back in, um, that just happened. So now we're back to our after school. Um, but we've been having to be really adaptable. You know, every time the schools change, we have to change. Um, but we've been blessed so far that we've been able to adapt and meet meet everyone where they're at as, as we all struggle through. <laughs> as we all struggle wow. We're doing um, what we're dealing with as as a world as people
0: so okay so let's get away from that okay we touched on the organizations let's touch on your love <laughs> for historical <laughs> making
1: all right
0: you And your fiance yeah just got this house
1: yes
0: i've seen that house yeah i live in west making i'm from west making that house is not far from me I Not to give an address, nothing like that.
1: <laughs>
0: what are your plans for Matter of fact, what made you go after this house?
1: Oh, my gosh. So we have been driving by that house and like sitting in the car and like dreaming about it for at least a year before we were able before it was even for sale. Um, we just love it. It's beautiful. It's, it's a neglected gym, you know, and I think I just feel I feel. <laughs> I feel connected to it. I feel like that's me. Like, (laughs) like, like you know, like there's something that not everybody gets it. Not everyone understands. Or maybe it just seems like too much, you know. Um, And so I, but there's still so much, like so much worth and value and so much to salvage and to save. So we're trying our best to do it as much like the original as possible. So we're not coming in there trying to change things, not swinging hammers, you know, we're really just trying to restore it, and of course, things like kitchens and bathrooms have to be updated. But mm-hmm. um, otherwise, it's going to be pretty much as it was, just you know, cleaner and nothing falling down, that kind of stuff.
0: And it's in a, a very historical part of Macon,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, part
0: of Macon that people tend to forget about, so it seems.
1: It's in the, so it's in the Cherokee Heights neighborhood, and. It, it to me is like my, Megan's best kept secret. It's the most beautiful neighborhood, the most beautiful architecture. I love the neighborhood so much, and all the neighbors we've met have just been so incredibly nice, so incredibly welcoming. Like we're just, we're really pumped um, for the neighborhood and for the house and for the journey of rehabbing it together. Um, we're hoping to get married in the house, so.
0: Let's go. (laughs) Let's
1: (laughs) go. It's a lot of pressure on our rehab, but (laughs) we're we're up for it. So, let me think.
0: So, let's get a little deeper into that, uh, or let's get a a little deeper into who you are. Mm -hmm. What are your passions in life?
1: Ooh, Um, (laughs) passions. I love singing. I love art. I love, I love making.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We know that. We know that now.
1: I love, I love like helping, um, not helping, that's not the right word, but collaborating, working with, being a part of, um, supporting other creators, other people. I love writing. Writing's a really Mm -hmm. big thing that I love. I've sent you some of my portfolio earlier, um, Mm -hmm. so you can Mm -hmm. see a little bit of what I do. Um, writing is probably, that's probably the big one. It's my big passion. I love
0: to write. Listen, writing, writing is amazing to me. I've been writing poetry since I was a young man. Yes. Writing poetry, writing songs, rapping, singing. Those things are all releases for me. You know, it's so therapeutic along with this. You know, I tell people doing this, talking with my guests. Talking with the people in the chat is very therapeutic for me because I don't talk to a lot of people. I see a lot of people. I see a lot of strangers every day. I do roadside assistance, so I'm busy with strangers, but I don't get to sit down and have intimate conversation. Yeah. So doing this is therapeutic. Writing poetry, releasing my thoughts. Very therapeutic. Yeah, I love
1: that.
0: With with writing, how long have you been writing?
1: Oh, my gosh. Since I can remember, I used to have one of those composition notebooks, you know, like the black and white,
0: the black and white. Everyone had one. Come on now.
1: And I would write <laughs> stories in it. I would write poems in it. Oh, my gosh. I took it everywhere. Um, I took a writing class in college. I never got good marks on my writing in high school ever. Like. My teacher's mm-hmm. were like, too many fragments, you know, just whatever. And I, I got to a point because I used to try I used to try to force myself to not write with fragments. But I got to a point when I was older, I was like, you know what? That's just my writing style. I like that's your writing style. And I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to use fragments and my old English teachers can get over it. <laughs>
0: so my I did English teacher can kick rocks. I'm sorry <laughs> for cutting you off.
1: Yeah. So uh, one thing.
0: Uh, of... My, bad, my bad.
1: No, that's it. right
0: One thing about writing, we've been talking about writing on my show for like the last month. Last month was health month and I had a professional counselor, shout out to Chandra, and she was like, okay, you need to get you a notebook, a journal, write your innermost thoughts, write Mm -hmm. down how you felt today, write down what what you ate, write down, you know what I'm saying, what is on your mind. Mm -hmm. And I want to go to this because now it's going to sound like I'm rambling. With your writing style. And, you know, they criticized your writing, uh, writing style. Of course, because they were, you know, an English teacher. Yeah. But as we get older, we learn we're the artist. <laughs> However we want to express ourselves, that's it.
1: Yeah.
0: That's it. I write left. I'm, I'm left-handed. I write very sloppy. Who's going to stop me? No one. I use a lot of... um like the period, the dot, dot, dots. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that while we've been talking.
1: I do too. it's going to stop me. I had someone, um, so I have a short story I wrote and I have had it workshopped and I had a friend who was editing for some thing and he read it and like his comments were like too many. I think, I think they're called ellipses. I'm not hundred percent sure. This dot, dot, dot. Okay. But he was like, too many of those. Too many of those. Like, go through and count how many you put in the story, and like did a ten, ten count. Minute, right, I didn't, or if I did, I forgot. But um, I just like, all right, he's right, so I don't <laughs> to. <anything. laughs> but I get your point, though. The point is, like, like we, like it's a, right. and I think that that's the, that's the irony of high school is they're having you read all these like amazing masters, and they have like crazy writing style that's not at all grammatically correct half the time. And mm-hmm. they're telling you that you can't write like that. You know, they're and I get the point because like all of those writers, they knew what was right. It's like when you have an artist, like they know how to 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 paint classically and then they go off and be Picasso and paint weird, you know. Yes. So it's like you have to learn what the rules are so that when you're breaking them, it's an intentional thing. And I understand that. But also, like, I was frustrated because I was like, this is like, don't you I'd write. I turned something in and I felt like it was beautiful and so well written and compelling. And then I would get like a C on it or a D or something and have all these marks. And
0: because of your grammatical errors,
1: grammar, and I was like, this is like, it's a device. It's it's, you know, emphatic (laughs) fragments, but listen,
0: Rhonda hit the nail on the head. Writing is a way to express your emotions and shout out to Rhonda. Shout out to Weston. I'm going to put this back up. The composition book is classic. Yes, that's a book that was passed down from generation to generation. (laughs) Everyone had the black and white composition notebook. Um, Let me ask you this. What are your hobbies? We talked about your passions. What are your hobbies?
1: Eating at restaurants.
0: Oh, you want to go there? Eating at I, go there. Um,
1: I bike ride a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been lately because it's been raining so much. But Trent and I, one of our favorite things to do is go on bike rides. Um, and we're really involved with Bike Walk Macon. Shout out to Bike Walk Macon. Mm-hmm. Wes is the board chair. Hey, Wes. Um, <laughs> and they just did that great mural on Jerry Street. We normally would have been there helping, but we were working on our house this past weekend. Um, That's fine. But biking is a big one. I feel like hobbies, like I, I play guitar and sing and write and those are all hobbies and eat I, I, and I really love a good gin cocktail. Like
0: I love gin. Uh, hold on, hold on. A good gin cocktail. Yeah. I want you. And shout out to, to the bite while making, you know, <laughs> since I got your attention on that, I want you to hold that position about eating because we're from making. Mm -hmm. making nights if you're in the comments you know that we love food around here you're not from making if you're not greedy um i want to go to this because this picture caught my attention
1: Uh
0: how did you do this
1: Uh oh i i when you did the intro and i saw that i started laughing i was like he did not pull out michelle obama oh my god i got
0: it that was one of the first pictures that caught my attention oh my god and this but we're gonna go back to this before we get to that
1: okay i mean what do you want the long version or the short version i mean
0: i got all the time in the world baby i'm timeless tonight
1: (laughs) okay so that was in morocco actually and she had an initiative called let girls learn and Mm a lot of people know about it because it was really centered in um internationally and so she did cnn filmed a documentary about the program and so they filmed in i feel like it was libya Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and spain and morocco were the three places they filmed with different girls and so the one in Morocco, they asked all the Peace Corps volunteers to nominate girls in their community to be a part of the program. And so three of my girls got in the program. And so then it was like a six month long program and it kind of culminated at the end with CNN coming, filming some of them um, in their villages and with you know what they had learned. And then at the very, very end, um, Michelle Obama uh, came and did like a weekend, with the girls and I was chaperoning, so. Come on, (laughs) And uh, part of the documentary was Meryl Streep, Frida Pinto, she was um, in the Slumdog Millionaire movie. And um, I wanna say Aisha Cisse was the the moderator from CNN. So it was four, four powerhouses.
0: Look, you had an amazing experience. Anytime Michelle Obama is mentioned, She is the role model. She is to young ladies, to young men, to everyone. Mm -hmm. Her and her husband are model citizens, and they do great things for the community—not just my community, not just your community—for all Mm -hmm. communities, for everyone.
1: Yeah. Do you remember when Obama was a senator running for president, and he came to Macon?
0: I do. I didn't get a chance to uh, get a picture like you, but-
1: <laughs> No picture, but I was there. I was there when he came. He came to Harvest Cathedral and I was actually mm-hmm. interned at the church there. And uh, this the um, secret service was there like the whole week prior. And the head of a secret service was a woman. I remember that. And I remember being very um, like shocked, you know, that it was a female head of his, his secret service. And um he came and preached and it was supposed to, he was supposed to talk 10 minutes, but you know Obama, he talked he did like the whole hour. Yeah,
0: you and, thing.
1: and I remember exactly what he talked about. He talked about um the Good Samaritan and how um it is our calling as Christians to stop on the side of the road and help people that don't have health care help people that they, he just went like, use used that you know scripture but applied it to how we can be a good Samaritan in our world and in our community. And I have a confession and this is super embarrassing, but I'm just it's gonna so come, clean, come clean, I'm coming clean. So I grew up super conservative and I was my first, first election ever. And I definitely voted, I'm not gonna say who, but it's somebody Republican. And, and I did. I, it's too embarrassing to say who it was because, oh, my gosh, I can't. But um, I did not. That was my first like real introduction to to Obama, but to, like, you know, the Democratic side. And Shame on like, you. I was young. I was 17. Chill. <laughs> but um, That's, at that point, there's no whiskey. Come on. We all, it's all a journey. It's a journey. Yeah,
0: it's all a journey. It's a, you know, learning experience. You learned.
1: Yeah, you and learned. how I ended up from there to here. That's a powerful journey. And it's been a lot of things along the way that have opened my eyes. And that was the beginning. That was like a catalyst for me was him coming. So.
0: You've done a lot in your life. Interned, Boys and <laughs> Girls Club. Yeah. Free Fall. You have your blog site.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've DJed. In Atlanta.
1: I did. I was at WRAS Atlanta album eighty eight for three years. And I How was that? it was fantastic. So I mentioned being like conservative sheltered. I was homeschooled for a while. Okay. I wasn't allowed to listen to any music that wasn't Christian mm. until I was like 17. I my first albums I bought was Michael Jackson's number one hits and the Beatles number one hits because I had heard of them and I had no idea who they were. And I went to the FYE store in the mall and I was like, I can choose my own music and it doesn't have to be Ray Bolts or Rebecca St. James or Third Day. I can I can get anything I want. And I I was so overwhelmed. Imagine Spotify now. Right talk about overwhelm, but so many right. choices, I know what to choose. And so I was like, you know what? I've heard of these giants, these musical giants, and I want to know them. So th- that was my that was my introduction to secular music. <laughs> Michael, yeah,
0: Jackson. You got Michael Jackson, <laughs> the Beatles.
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Great choices.
1: So all that to say, though, like I went off to college and I didn't know anything I didn't know. I hadn't seen so many movies. I hadn't seen like Nothing. I feel like, I mean, I knew some of the nineties, but I missed so much of them. Like, I wasn't allowed to listen and sync, none of it, like none of it. And so I went off to college and I was like, I've got to learn music now because I am a dork and <laughs> I don't know anything. And so I like taught myself. I started like watching movies, like every, every movie that I missed and, um, and listening to music, and so I, I was like, "Let me just dive into this radio thing, so I can learn all the music." Now that probably wasn't the smartest choice because they are like super indie, so I didn't learn any like I didn't learn anything that everybody else knew. I learned like random stuff, but I, I um DJed the folk music show, so stuff like Sufjan Stevens, Fleet Foxes, like that was the kind of um, the vibe I played there. But got to start somewhere.
0: Got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. So that was up in Atlanta.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: was before you came back to making, correct?
1: Yeah, that was like 2008, 9, 10, 11,
0: somewhere in there. Um, Let me spice things up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Fun fact about Album 88, that radio station, is they were the first radio station ever to play Outcast. So Really? Mm-hmm. Shout Good. out to them, man. Yeah, for them. So they're all about playing like up and coming. Like if they're played on any other radio station, they won't play them. Like so, they play people that are like up and coming, new, underground, that kind of stuff. And so at mm-hmm. the time when they first aired Outcast, Outcast wasn't on the radio at all anywhere. So
0: let anyway. spice things up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, I told you that I like to play games with my guests.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rochelle, <laughs> I would like to play a game. Okay. Since you're from Macon, you're a foodie, you're greedy. We love to eat around here. Yeah. If you're from Macon, you know about the restaurants, you know how it goes down. (laughs) Yes. For you, I have a special game called Word Association Macon Eatery.
1: All right. So
0: basically for the people at home, even for you, Rochelle, you see this screen that I just enlarged? I'm going to put a restaurant right there. And I'm also going to call the name of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear that restaurant. Okay. There are no right or wrong answers. There is no prize at the end of the game. There are no points deducted. If you get anything wrong, shoot, there's no wrong answers.
1: Okay.
0: So without further ado, word association.
1: Okay. Let's do it.
0: Lot of bistro.
1: I think of me and Trent's first date. That was our very first date. We went to La Bistro.
0: Man, shout out to Trent, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's kick it up a notch. Bonefish Grill.
1: I think of their bang bang shrimp. It's
0: really- I love their bang bang shrimp.
1: Yeah, and I think of getting brunch there with Nancy. Nancy loves their brunch. Um, and yeah, so that's what I think of.
0: Dawson's Kitchen.
1: I think of love. No, I think of <laughs> I think of fried chicken and fried green tomatoes. I love Dawson's Kitchen, and I think of when I was little, my mom would pull, would go there to get pe- pecan pie, pecan pies. Um, and so I just remember going there when I'm when I was a kid. That's probably the only place outside of our little Bloomfield circle that we ever went.
0: Yeah, because that's nowhere near Bloomfield. Mm-mm. Let's go to another one. Let's kick it up a notch. Fatty's Pizza.
1: I think of calzones at two in the morning.
0: Two in the morning?
1: Or midnight. They, they're open late on the weekends. They
0: are open late. They're no, I'm happens. not trying to be correct about the time. Just two in the morning with calzones.
1: I'm just saying, if you're out late and you're hungry, you go to Fatty's and go to calzone.
0: Go to Fatty's. They have great pizza. Mm-hmm. Fran cars.
1: I love friend cars. I love their... I can never remember the name of it, but it's like a mustard golden mustard sauce on one of their wings really good Mm -hmm. um yeah i like frank cars a lot i live really close to frank car so i like to walk there and get some wings and walk home
0: they have some great wing selections as far as like the flavors
1: yes yes i think it's mercer gold or something like that is the name of the sauce i
0: like it might be me i'm more of a hot sauce guy so Mm -hmm. i usually get their hottest flavor or the one next to it
1: yeah, I'm about like sweet and savory kind of it's
0: my fun fact. Frank is one of the only restaurants that made me cry from their hot wings. Really? It's been two restaurants to do it. Frank is one of them.
1: That OK. Noted because Trent likes spicy. So I will have to tell him.
0: Their hottest flavor, unless they dumbed it down or, you know, taking it down a notch. Their hottest flavor made me cry, made my nose run, and made me sweat, which is not hard to make me sweat. But the <laughs> crying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yes, uh, yes, friend calls. Let's go to the next one. Okay, word association Ricky's.
1: Yum! I love tacos, I'm obsessed with
0: tacos. He has great tacos. Mm-hmm. Let's go to another great taco one, but they're not only about tacos, Southern Vegan Soul Cafe.
1: <sighs> Surprising. I remember the first time I had her food, she had a food truck at this event I was doing in Bells Hill for Historic Making mm-hmm. this years ago. And I got a sandwich from her. It was like a barbecue sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't know that it wasn't meat. I I was eating it and I was like, I thought she was vegan. I guess she has meat too. Like I legitimately like, like did not connect. Like this is not meat. I, I couldn't believe it. And then later I was like on her menu again, like trying to figure out, I was like, what did I have? I thought she just had vegan stuff. And then I saw like, it was vegan. Oh my gosh. Like, so good. I had no idea that it wasn't meat, even though I knew she was vegan. So surprising, really good.
0: Very good food. Let's go. I got two more for you. Let's kick it up a notch. The Oh,
1: Ooh, happy hour. I think of their happy hour. They've got a really great, happy hour and i live close i live kind of between there and frankar so they're both walking distance both really and they have some really good like um dips like artichoke spinach mm-hmm. artichoke like that
0: mm-hmm. they have a good um like their bar selection the way it's set up i should say great mm-hmm. great i got one more for you hit me with it the rookery
1: i think of their Jimmy carter shake it is so, mm. so good it's the one that has the peanut butter in it and the bacon and i think I, I can't remember i think it might be the billy carter or the Jimmy. one of those you add a shot of bourbon it's really good gotcha
0: gotcha and, Listen, bourbon
1: and everything
0: you have successfully played the game with me word association Making Eatery. Shout out to Rochelle. Shout out to all the restaurants here in Macon. We have a lot of locally owned restaurants.
1: Yes, so the Brick good.
0: is my personal favorite outside of Southern Vegan Soul. So, yeah, yeah. Um, before I let you go, okay, I want to address this picture because I didn't. How did you get? My man to do the bunny ears over your head.
1: Oh, man. Um, I wish I could say he was doing me a favor, but I think I think I just happened to be in the right place at the right time.
0: Where is this picture?
1: That's in Savannah, actually. That's in Mm. Savannah. I think it's this restaurant called Trailer Park. Um, They have like games and stuff, or I'm pretty sure that's where it was but I went to like a bunch of places back to back. So I'm not hundred percent.
0: Let's go. Well, look,
1: I love, I love, I love hopping. I love going from, especially when there's good gin cocktails involved, you know?
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Listen, I'm not going to hold you any longer. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you have anything else you want to say?
1: Yes. Sorry. Can I go? Can I say something? You got it. The okay. floor is yours. So I have one last new thing I'm doing. It's a new project I'm working on. I'm super pumped. It's called Local Love Box. And it's sort of like the coming together of everything I love, which is making. obviously. If you've listened to anything, you can tell I love making. Um, but what it's doing, it's gonna be a subscription box, just like the the ones you get with like, um, are you there?
0: I'm here, Uh, it's your uh, time. You have the floor.
1: Oh, oh, thank you. Okay, but you know like the ones like you get like coffee subscription boxes or produce, but it's gonna be for local artisan goods. So it'll be quarterly. So we'll have one in March, one in June, one in September and one in December. And so it'll be $50, but you'll get like four or five or six items depending on the value of each item. Um, And it'll have art, it'll have candles, it'll have like um, Wayne's doing t-shirts for it. Uh, for the first box, so they'll all be different, but um, they'll have like a bunch of variety. And so we're launching that probably next week. Uh, Disto's helping us out; he's doing a photo shoot for us. So um, once we have every all the pieces together, we'll be launching that. So I really hope to get um, at least twenty subscribers to really. And the goal of it is to support our local artists right now because they've, you know, we've all been struggling, but our artists have been hit really hard. Um, so to really focus that, but then also to take the, the money we spend on Amazon and other places to, to redirect that back into our own, our own economy here in Macon. So that's really the, there's so many goals, but those are just a few of the goals. Um, so just keep an eye out for local love box. And if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. So I got someone in the chat. He said, sign me up. I want to ask you this. Yeah. How can someone sign up for Local Love Box?
1: So actually, it's already live. I haven't shared it yet with anybody, um, but <laughs> Weston just texted me too. Sign me mean, up. Um, so I'm gonna actually pull up the link because I know it's on the website for five six seven. The five six seven. Okay. The artist, um the artist thing.
0: Let's see. If you can call out the link, I can put it on the screen.
1: <laughs> www 567center.org. That's
0: 567 as in the numbers or the words. or is it spelled the out? The
1: numbers. The numbers.
0: www.d567.org.
1: And then I guess try slash local love box, maybe. Let's see. Yeah, slash local hyphen love hyphen box the five six seven center.org forward slash local hyphen love hyphen box and you can get your you can sign up for your box there
0: let's get it so let me know if that's correct
1: yes that's it wait no 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 after Uh center the 567 center okay okay y'all
0: bear with me
1: Sorry, I didn't tell you this sooner.
0: No, you're fine. That, that's my fault because you did mention that the other day and I should have followed up about it. So listen, if you guys want to sign up, Weston, even myself, anybody listening to this, watching this, whether you're live or in the future when this drops, if you want to sign up for Local Love Box, go to wwwd 567 centerorg forward slash center. uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's run that back. If you want to sign up for the local love box, because I caught it on the screen, I caught center again. So www.the567center.org forward slash local dot dash love dash box. That'll get you right there where you need to be.
1: And I and, have some teas in there, not in the first box, but she's on the, she's on the calendar. She's coming. Who so, did you say? Andrea's tea, the cook shop, her teas are going to be in one uh,
0: of them. You know what I don't noticed in the last five minutes, uh, five minutes. I can't even get my words together. Listen, you got me hyped up, man. Um, He said, I'll take two. One thing that I've noticed in the last five minutes, you've named some very big players Andreas, Disto, uh, I want to say you said Side. I think you named him.
1: Ambitious Graphics, that's how I was talking yep. about. What, um, yeah,
0: Wayne. You named him. Wayne, I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, who else did you name? I think that's it. But you you've been naming some people, and like I said, these are some people who I know, some people who I deal with. So you're dealing with the right ones, you know what I'm saying? Anybody tuning into this, you see the banner at the bottom, go to that website, don't let me messing up the website for de- you from going to the website, and you can go in there and you can sign up for that thing and be on the lookout. Like she said, matter of fact, let me put it back up. It's gonna come out every quarter. When it drops, they're gonna do it every quarter. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna get it four times a year. This thing is gonna be loaded. Local business owners, this is another opportunity for you to be seen. This is another opportunity for you to get your product into the community, for you to work with local business owners. Like she said, the goal is, or one of the goals is, for us to stop spending our money elsewhere and start putting it in rotation in our community. Yes. Yes. We're from making. We complain about making. We so-called love making. Let's it. do some things that's gonna make making prosper and spending your money in the community, like I do, me personally. I told y'all I do the cook shop. I buy their tea faithfully. I buy two bags, two packs faithfully. You know what I'm saying? I shop at Southern Vegan Soul Cafe faithfully. I love doing business with my local business owners. Rochelle, thank you for coming on. Let me do this comment real quick.
1: Thank you mm. for having me.
0: One Tiara, she said, I love this. Then she said, I need to get in this. I will be connecting with you on this.
1: Yes. So Listen. if you want to email me about being in the box, I would, we would love we would love more people to be involved in the boxes. So if you want to be in the box, send me an email and we'll make it happen. My email.
0: Where, where can to email you?
1: Okay, I'm going to say it wilson.rachel dot rachelle r a c h e l l e dot a n n got my full name out here y'all <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, so that's
0: wilson.rochelle.ann at gmail.com. Yep. We're going to yep. put it on the screen because some people can't hear that good, even though they're <laughs> listening to this. And I can't spell that good. So it's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Wilson.rochelle.ann at gmail.com. Contact her. Um, yeah. If you just caught this, if you go back a few minutes, you will see the website where you can also enter. But if you want to connect with her because she's big on collaboration, she said that word about five times.
1: Yeah, collaboration. The,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all see the email address. You see the website. Matter of fact, let me do this because we're about to get out of here. Let me.
1: So we took see a the lot, website. My little ring mm-hmm. light making me look cute. Just the battery just died, so that's why I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, but I saw it just changed. Yeah.
0: That's fine. That's fine. So guess what? Y'all see the website? Y'all see her email at the bottom in the ticker? Rochelle, I'm not going to hold you any longer. Let me do my outro. You're still here, but they can only see me. This your boy, Mike Ryder, the man behind the microphone, Mr. Accountability. This has been another edition of Mike Ryder Talks. This has been a great edition, a very good show. I thank y'all for tuning in. I thank y'all for checking it out like y'all do each and every week. I have some heavy hitters coming on, just like Rochelle moving forward. Some people who are big in the community, who are spreading positivity, who are spreading love. The mission of my show is to uplift the people, to motivate the people, to let you know you can be great. You can do big things and also to show you great figures in our city people like Rochelle, who I didn't know existed, even though I was Facebook friends with her for a long time. You know, I'm learning more about these people. So if you tune into this, you can learn more about these people. I thank y'all for tuning in like I do each and every week. You see the ticker at the bottom of the screen. Until we meet again, be blessed. I love y'all. I'm gone.